Welcome to McKnight's Long-Term Care Newsmakers Podcast, where we share the latest information and views from industry leaders. Hi, I'm Kim Marcellus, Senior Editor of McKnight's Long-Term Care News. Today, we're discussing winning, and who doesn't like that? Joining me is Brianna Jamison, CEO of Lewiston Transitional Care, an Idaho nursing home under the Cascadia Healthcare umbrella. Lewiston this year was one of two ACA Gold Quality Award winners, along with its Cascadia colleague, Aspen Park in Moscow, Idaho. Thanks for being here, Brianna. Thank you for having me. So congratulations, first of all, on the ACA Award itself. Talk to me a little bit about why you and your team wanted to go after this recognition despite or maybe because of the lengthy review process that comes along with getting that gold? Yeah, that's a great question. I feel as though as a building, we were trying to find who we wanted to be. With that comes into a lot of different questions. What services do we want to provide? What does our community need? How do we execute those services with quality? And so the ACA quality journey was really our answer for a foundation of that. Going through the bronze, silver, and gold, it helped us identify who we are and who we wanted to be. And then it also helped us execute that into a reality by helping creating our processes that can sustain at that high quality level. So it really is the foundation who be that high performer within your community and providing those services that everybody needs. So tell me a little bit about the support you get from Cascadia. Do they encourage the independent facilities to go after these kinds of accolades? And also, can you talk a little bit about how the company supports your everyday efforts around quality? Yeah, so Cascadia is in an anomaly in long-term care. They really encourage autonomy through each of the buildings. And that's truly what my passion is for this company. What I love the most about it, they encourage each building to be who they want to be and be the best at that. So if it's a dialysis unit, if it's a vent unit, if it's a behavior, if it's all Medicare, it's truly what that mission and vision statements are for that building and how those buildings decide to go through that. Cascadia supports that by providing resources to those individual facilities. They are a fierce fighter for their buildings in achieving that. That's great. Let me transition there because you talked about how they really give you independence as a facility. Mm -hmm. So tell me as you're going through this process, a couple years process to get bronze then silver, and then you work toward the gold. Tell me a little bit about your role and kind of narrowing down where you need to concentrate and also who you want in the building to be involved in that process. You've got to steer all those people in the right direction. So what's your leadership approach to that? Yeah. So my role in the building is the CEO, but that is an umbrella to many roles within skilled nursing as a CEO. Financial leader, clinical leader, sometimes counselor for the day, depending on the circumstance, and then a leader to fight for being better, to really encourage the team to, instead of saying no in an industry that is very difficult and it's really easy to say no, but to fight for how we say yes. And so the ACA journey, again, set that foundation for us to start finding ways to say yes within our process, 
within our approach, within our goals for our strategic planning, and getting the leaders and everybody in the building to start seeing that is, as a leader, is having the passion and the continued conversation with them to help them understand that it is a daunting task and it is a lot of work, but the outcomes are so valuable and so great that it supersedes how much work it is. And so that constant conversation evolving and having them understand, that was truly my biggest role within GOLD. Because then it was just the fact of pulling all of our outcomes together. And it really came together beautifully. Yeah, and I think the other thing you're kind of pointing to is that it never ends. You might have a certain goal at a certain point, you get that one, and then you set a new goal, or you're working on multiple goals at the same time. It's just an idea of you have Mm -hmm. to keep your staff motivated at all times to keep that in the front of their mind. So that's got to be challenging. So when we talk about quality, it can seem very big, very vague. And so I always like to ask for examples ways of demonstrating your growth and quality areas. So if you can share a couple of examples, whether those are initiatives, metrics, programs, things that you added that helped you really find who you were as an organization, that would be great. Yeah. So one of them for the metrics piece of it would be our overall star rating. The building started at a three-star in quality and a four-star overall through the gold journey or the ACA journey, we were able to raise that to a five-star in quality and a five-star rating overall. And that is a true reflection of going through the ACA journey and implementing processes that need to be there for quality and for clinical drivers. Programs that we sought out to meet in the community were, as we all know, mental health is a huge discussion amongst our nation. And so our community really needed some drivers and some post-acute facilities to be able to handle more of those behavior individuals that needed the support, whether that be psychiatry or just more consistency in their life for quality. And so this building became a behavior care unit, which allowed us to take on more staff to train them appropriately and to provide those services. And is that just a single wing within the building or a designated few set of beds? Yeah, it's a great question. It's actually not a designation within the facility. So we can have transitional patients be a part of the BCU. We can have long-term patients be a part of the BCU. It really sets us aside for whatever that resident is needing in their moment. We can help provide that. Okay, good to know. We'll have to have another conversation about that at some point. I think more and more facilities are exploring that. I love that behavioral health angle. Mm -hmm. So in that last response, you jumped ahead to what I was going to ask you for my next question. So I want to get at that too. And that's around identifying possible challenges and turning them into opportunities. So what is your process to goal setting, to seeing Mm -hmm. a weakness and re-envisioning it and getting your team to address it methodically to to make sure that you Mm -hmm. can improve on that? Yeah, so we love Quapi here in this building. We love Quapi and we love planning. And that voice really came to light with this whole ACA journey. Quapi helps us identify areas of concern within this building. Each of the senior leaders, they track and trend certain things and identify them in their departments. 
they bring those to our copy for review and those are broken out into subcommittees of if we need to complete a performance improvement plan or if it's a quick fix or do we need to do a root cause or the five whys we are also big fans of those two items to help really keep it objective in our goals and so for the third quarter in this building they bring their identified areas of opportunity within their departments and then they each do a root cause analysis of that issue and the five whys to break it down and as a team we sit and we decide what are our key areas and our key drivers that are going to be set for this coming year and that really starts translating into the next year and forecasting what our goals are going to be. And before you know it, you're right into that next goal. And so exactly. That's going back to the never stop. Yeah, exactly. All right. So here's the toughest question here because I'm going to ask you for a single thing. But right. in you know, your whole quality journey, there are yeah. a lot of people who might listen to this and think, you know, we don't focus enough on quality at our nursing home. We're just busy trying to stay yeah. afloat every day. And, and I think that's, you know, in this environment, that's very realistic. But yeah. if somebody wants to do more to promote quality, what's a single piece of advice that you would offer them? I have to go back to the conversation and, and the question that you asked previously is, is what I do as a, as a leader. And that is to help the employees of this building understand that it is the quality of war journey can be daunting, but it's the outcomes that you get that ultimately makes your building run more efficiently. So that background noise that they're dealing with every single day that we all deal with to a point, that minimizes. And that's a beautiful thing because you really get to focus on processes. And then those processes fix other issues and quiet those noises down. And so when people are debating on going through this program, I really encourage them to just start, just start taking those small steps because what it translates into is it creates ways for them to run more efficiently in their buildings while having amazing quality and teams. Great point. I think you're saying there's a return on investment that yeah. pays off before you get any kind of award. That's a great exactly. perspective. All right, Brianna, well, thanks so much for helping us learn a little bit about your community and your efforts there. And if they keep up the good work and hopefully we will have a chance to talk again about some great points you raised today. But for now, this is Kim Marcellus with McKnight's. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to McKnight's Long-Term Care Newsmakers podcast. For the latest in long-term care news, visit mcknights.com.